Hey guys, welcome back to the Authentic Uma podcast. It's Rafiq here and in today's podcast episode, I kind of want to talk about uh, kind of the the steps I went through to getting my own salah like the Prophet's salah, peace be upon him. So I was just thinking about it the other day and uh, I realized that the objective is not for me to tell people that this is how you offer your salah like the, this is how the prophet offered it and you should offer it the same way i found that that's not the way to convince people um to you know make them get this salah like the prophet peace be upon him what i found is that looking at my own journey right how i was able to offer my salah like the prophet peace be upon him right in doing research and all that stuff i'm looking into my history and i realized that no way in my history is there somebody telling me that this is what the prophet um you know this is how to pray like the prophet nobody really told me that and uh, i found that you know the steps i took to get my salah like the prophet's peace be upon him was not through kind of a step by step guide it kind of was but not really it was more of an a religious journey right it's it's more about knowing more about what religion is what's the purpose of religion and um, so today i want to kind of talk about a couple of steps which i'd run through in order to get my salah like the prophet's peace be upon him so step number 1 as you guys know from previous podcast episodes is the idea of understanding the concept of god okay understanding what does the word religion mean and what is the concept of god now in previous episodes i have been um, talking about a framework which i've made and uh, if you guys want to go and check out that framework head on over to conceptofgod.salammastery.com and that website right uh, fill in your email address and you'll get access to the one pager now the one pager it's basically a website which is just one page right it's just like a as the name suggests it's a one pager and on that one pager i've detailed down the steps which you need to take in order for you to understand the concept of god okay and then so that's step number 1 for you to get your salah like the prophets peace be upon him that's the first step you need to get your concept of god straight you need to understand who the concept of god is and what does the word religion mean that's like the first step right before even you know talking about what salah is right you need to understand and get clear on the true concept of god and who god is okay then after that the next step up is to understand the concept of who the prophet peace be upon him is and what is his status and why are we following him right that's the next step because once you've understood god then you need to understand that he has sent messengers to human beings right as mankind progressed messengers were sent on the face of the earth and the the point of the messengers was to give men glad tidings and to warn them and basically to tell them that one day um you know god has created you and then one day you're going to die and then one day he is going to raise you back up alive and he is going to 
kind of decide on whether you are a good human being or a bad human being. Now for us human beings to know what is good and what is bad, we need an instruction manual. Okay, we need some kind of um, guidance. Okay, and so you have to understand that Almighty God had sent messengers and messengers had brought guidance from Almighty God. So some messengers communicated with Almighty God, right? They had inspiration, they got revelation. And in Islam, all we're saying is that the last and final messenger to be sent, right? The last and final human being to be chosen by Almighty God to deliver the message was Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. And so once we understand the importance of him and who he is and what's his status, right, then we can kind of increase our, um, our beliefs and increase our, um, you know, our, our whole um, faith, right? So that's step number two. So once you've understood the concept of God, then you need to understand the concept of the messenger, right, understand who he is. Then the third step is you need to understand um, who the scholars uh, and collectors of hadith are because I found that in my journey that was kind of a rough patch because I didn't understand fully um, what collectors were and what hadiths were etc right so in basic simple terms it's that the prophet peace be upon him he, he lived around 1400 years ago right uh, around that long ago and because he's the last messenger, meaning his way of life, his message, right, his revelation, right, his way of life is the last and final way of life to be followed. So until the end of time, okay, until the, until when everyone dies and when everyone's resurrected, until that time, the preserved message is the message of the Prophet Muhammad, peace be upon him. Okay, and in order for the message to preserve to be preserved, it has to be passed down to us by lots of people, right? If you're looking at fourteen hundred years, that's like, um, you know, it's a lot of uh, it's a lot of people going through that chain. So you've got. Um, imagine it like a family tree, okay, and the prophet's at the top, okay, and then he teaches the people under him, and then they teach the people under him, and then they teach the people under him, right, all the way down to today, okay. Now, the cool thing to note is that that whole chain of narration, that whole process has been done for us by a couple of great people. So, for example, the first one is Imam Bukhari. So, there's this dude, his name is Imam Bukhari. His name is Bukhari, okay? And uh, he is a guy who had compiled many hadiths together. And he has made his collection, and it's called Say Bukhari. So, what he did was that he looked at all these people, right? So, going back to the family tree, um... A kind of example it's the prophet then told this guy then told this guy then told this guy right so that whole process is called a chain of narration and so what Bukhari did is that he collected together like thousands of hadiths okay and hadiths are basically stories or uh, hadith basically just means story or conversation 
or um, you know something along that line okay it's basically um, what had happened a kind of a story and then it's been passed down to us so that's what a hadith is and so what Bukhari did what Imam Bukhari did was that he is one of the people who had combined who had compiled not combined but compiled multiple hadiths like thousands guys this guy was a great guy okay very good we can respect him we love him we respect him we thank him for the work he's done Right, Imam Bukhari, um, you know, he collected this hadith and it's unanimously agreed by the Muslims that uh, uh, Imam Bukhari's collection of hadith, which is known as Sahih Bukhari, is one of the most authentic books after the Quran. In fact, it is determined to be the most authentic book after the Quran. So after God's word, which by the way, if you haven't read yet, uh, you need to stop right now and go and download the Quran app. Go and get the English translation. Go and download it. Um, the reciter should be Abdul Rahman As-Sudais. Download the translation of Yusuf Ali. And you need to start reading that book. Because that's where everything starts. Okay? And it's part of the process of understanding the concept of God. In the framework, um, you'll see on the final step, it's to go and read God's word. Okay, so anyway, um, that was uh, just part of the concept. So, so yeah, people like Imam Bukhari, they are people who had combined and compiled hadiths together. Likewise, we've got Imam Muslim, right? Then we've got the other books of hadith. So we've got Sunan Ibn Majah. We've got Abu Dawood, Jamia Tirmidhi, and Nasai, right? Those are these all these hadith books. They are generally six books, uh, which are considered to be um, something in Arabic which we call Kitab Asita. Now we have to understand that these aren't the only hadith books, but they are kind of the main ones. We I'd say like ninety percent, maybe ninety five percent of your queries can be solved through these books. So. You know, anything on religion uh, can be solved, or at least 90% of it can be solved through these books. Now, Sayyid Bukhari, Sayyid Muslim, these are authentic, meaning all the hadiths in those books are all authentic, meaning that they can be attributable to the Prophet. However, in the other books, right, um, you have there has to be someone going through the chain of narration. So, uh, from the prophet said to this guy, this guy said to this guy, this guy said to this guy, right? We need someone to go in and verify that for us. Now, in order for someone to go in and verify that for us, um, there's one guy who did that for us, and his name was Sheikh Muhammad Nasiruddin Al-Albani. Okay, a very popular scholar. Um, you know, he did a great work. Uh, undoubtedly, you know, he went through these hadiths and he classified this is authentic, this is sahih. So when I say sahih, it means authentic. So he went through these hadiths, he said this is sahih, this is daif, daif means weak, this is fabricated or maudu, right? So in order for us to distinguish what was truly part of the Prophet's way, peace be upon him, um, we have to distinguish uh, between it. And one guy who did that was Sheikh Muhammad Nasiruddin Al-Albani. Uh, may Allah have mercy on him. And uh, again, unanimously agreed he did a great work for the Muslim uh, people, for the Muslim Ummah. And uh, we are thankful to him and we, um, uh, you know, we love him and respect him. But obviously nobody... Um, is infallible, meaning that he can make mistakes as well, right? So anyway, that's basically understanding the concept of 
um, who these scholars are, who these collectors of hadith are, right? Then, once you've understood that, then you need to go and learn about the hadiths which relate to salah. So, any hadith which you have, right, um, which are there in the in those books which we've just mentioned, what hadiths are there which talk about how to offer our salah? Because keep in mind, those hadiths, most of the time, are talking about what the Prophet said, what he did, or what he approved of, okay? And not all of those hadiths, but most of those hadiths um, talk about the Prophet, peace be upon him. And so of those hadiths which talk about the Prophet, peace be upon him, which of those are talking about his salah? And when I say salah, I mean offering the five daily prayers, right? For us to get um, an understanding and for us to know how the Prophet, peace be upon him, had offered his salah, we need to go to the sources and um, this and going to the sources and learning about these hadiths is the next step and then once you've hit that step congratulations because now you know the salah of the prophet peace be upon him and all you have to do is implement it and i know certainly when i was implementing it um, you know a lot i had a lot of uh, people around me you know, who are kind of against me, you know, my own dad and my own brother, you know, when I used to have arguments with them, I used to them, no, this is part of the sunnah, this is part of the, the prophet's way, you don't know what you're talking about, produce your proof, right, and so I, I would produce the proofs, I'd say, okay, say Bukhari, it says this, say Muslim, it says this, Abu Dawood says this, it's sahih, it's an authentic hadith, right, so I'd have these conversations with them, and um, eventually, you know, uh, as time went on, uh, you know, they started to understand better because I'd explained these concepts to them, right? So very, very important. And that's what I wanted to talk about today. So the first step in order to get your salah like the prophets, peace be upon him, is to, number one, understand the concept of God, okay, and what religion is. Number two, understand the prophet, peace be upon him, right? Um, what What his status is, why we need to follow him, why it's important, Step number three is understand the scholars of hadith and the collectors of hadith and uh, what they had done, right? Understanding that. Then, then step number four is to understand which hadiths are part of the sunnah, uh, meaning which hadiths are talking about salah and are related to the Prophet salah, which we then can learn from. So yeah, guys, that's all for this episode and uh, I'll speak with you guys in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh.